Welcome to Respect Life Radio. My name is Deacon Jeff Bennett with Catholic Charities of the Archdiocese of Denver. And today our special topic is the greatest threat to women's sports. Our special guest today is Rebecca Dussault, wife, mother, Olympian, world champion, fitness coach, and motivational speaker. She comes to us from the Catholic Speakers Organization. If you'd like to book one of their speakers for a talk or an interview, please go to catholicspeakers.com. So today I'd like to start, Rebecca, to talk about how athletics has been so prominent in your life, not only as a young girl, but as it is today, and help you to develop as to who you are. Sports and physical fitness have really shaped me into the woman I am today, praise God. Uh, They came at a time, uh, the influence of sport came at a time when I was really needy as a child. I grew up in a broken home as of about nine years old, and while we had a chance for the whole family to transition to the next chapter, uh, some of us did it less gracefully than others, and I would only claim gracefulness on my part because God came in and rescued that hole in my heart and put himself in place there. So while I uh, you know, filled him with that. I was also at the same time being filled with good outward experiences, good uh, mentors, uh, and great authority over me to speak words of affirmation into who I was as a young woman with a broken home. It became uh, something quickly that I just gravitated to, and I tried it all. I I got so fired up with sports, and I thought I'd be an Olympian Olympian in gymnastics, and then, nope, it wasn't gymnastics. Then I thought, okay, swimming, and then, nope, it wasn't swimming. And I just kind of stayed hot on the trail to greatness with athletics. I thought that meant a lot, and I I still do. And my mother will remind anyone that at four years old, I watched the Olympics, and I said, I want to be an Olympian. And so that's kind of a a fun way backstory piece information. But I I truly feel that, that there was a flame lit within me. And that flame is not burnt out, and it never will, because I have a passion for what sports can do for the human condition. And I've experienced that, certainly, with the pinnacle of that being the Olympics and world championships and other other notable places and podiums that I, that I would say were super highlights for me. But at the end of the day, it really informs me of who I am, that I am worth trying for, worth striving for, worth uh, working on and that I don't have to just settle and I don't have to stagnate, but that God's always calling me further spiritually and I've got to rise up and challenge myself further physically. So sport is, I I still eat, breathe, and sleep. That's not the right way to put it, but, you know, when someone just <laughs> skis, we say you, you right. eat, breathe, and ski or whatever. Um, sport's very much a prominent um know role in my life and now that I have children too we, we're trying to balance it right because it, like anything it can become out of balance so right yeah, right it? keep it a good perspective it? yeah well I see or you know your website or one of them anyway it says fit catholic mom train the body nourish the soul and it sounds like that's kind of what's been going on for your life since you were a little kid yeah very much so and there were some definite points I could I could point to where that you know, queued up even stronger. And one of those was receiving the Eucharist, standing on my cross-country skis with with our parish family out on a moonlight ski. And I thought, you know, this is a really grand collision of two of my greatest loves, that of sport and that of spirituality. 
and look at they can come together in this place in this amazing moonlit scenery and I thought you know I've never received the Eucharist while I was competitively swimming and I definitely didn't receive it up on the balance beam and I just thought this is really neat and it also breathed life into the fact that is a very family sport that I gravitated to and that you know that would be a, a whole other ball of wax to unwind but it's important that all of us can can get something out of our sporting experience, even the parents involved. And so I could sense from a young age that cross-country skiing really did that for me on a lot of levels. And so now I, I aim to keep teaching that message of how do you, uh, yeah, how do you bring others along into your sporting journey as a fit Catholic mom? How do you not push others away so you can sweat? But really, how do you uh, undergo formation so that you're, yeah, you're a healthy, happy, and holy mom. We we need moms that could say that about themselves. Um, and that is certainly from God, quite quite the gift and the grace. Well, yeah, I can't argue with that. I couldn't agree with you more either. You know, back in the 70s, uh, Title IX came out to create women's sports. And so, you know, you've talked about how important sports are to you. But now we're now we're at a place where trans athletes, men, are competing against women and uh, I mean, at some point, I, I read a quote the other day that if this continues and they allow men to compete in women's sports, you'll basically have men's sports and co-ed sports, and there will be no such thing as women's sports. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, I would hope it doesn't become that extreme, but we've got to look at the the course we're charting. We are wading into some really dangerous waters with, you know, some. Yeah, objective criteria that is is being loosened all the time and up to the highest levels, even the Olympic, you know, the IOC taking on board some of this. We, as a people, need to consider the consequences right now before the whole can of worms is open because, we, you know, we see it at the high school level. Okay, well, that's got to be dealt with. We can't just act like that's a non-issue because those are the right. athletes that bloom into, into Olympians and impact the whole world at the level of, of our mentors, our um, they, they return as our coaches, they stay in the industry of sport, and certainly as athletes. Now, that said, I am all for all people getting to express themselves to, through sport, but mm-hmm. I am for fairness. And having competed for a long time against well the well-known you know, open fact that there were dopers I was complete, competing against from other nations or you know, I wouldn't say my own. What do I know? I've never, but I would, I, I could confidently say not my own, you know, but right. just knowing out there that that was a constant threat, that no matter how hard I worked, no matter how perfectly I trained, no matter how well prepared and how much of a peak performance I could pull out, that I was always going to be at a disadvantage. Anybody in their right mind could rule that as unfair to know you will always be at a disadvantage because someone else has some unacceptable physical edge over you. Well, this is what's happening with women's sport and transgender athletes. And, again, those athletes have every right to play sport. They do not have right, though, to trump all women's sporting with their physical abilities that are that are beyond the scope of what's reasonable. And, you know, to that end, we would look, we could say, you know, I guess people would like to say, well, you know, we need to look at people like Usain Bolt. He's got extremely long legs or Michael Phelps, you know, freakish long arms. That's fine. We don't actually, you know, categorize athletes according to 
how long their arms or legs are, what their lung capacity is. We just looked at the biomarkers of who is physically feminine and who is physically masculine. You know, there has to be, it's two categories, black and white. Yeah, and I I agree. And, you know, I was looking on, yeah, and I was looking online and, you know, we were kind of talking about before we started the interview, but, you know, one of the articles I, you know, just listed a few of the differences, but you have height, weight, muscle mass, body fat, aerobic capacity. I mean, the list can go on and on, the difference between men and women. So to pretend that there's no difference and just because somebody identifies in a particular way and they don't have a competitive advantage is silly. Yeah, for sure. And we've got to just keep digging because even even the latest article I read, of course, it had the hot button name of Castor Semenya, but it was saying what no one is reporting who are the advocates for transgender athletes to have the right to compete um, in an untethered way in the female arena. What none of those advocates are reporting is that it is it is well-known fact that she has an XY chromosome, or that's her chromosomal makeup. It's like, sh- male, hello, right. male. It's right, and I actually, I printed out that same article before we started talking. Yeah, I've, I've been reading that and thinking, ay, ay, ay. Right, just because outwardly and developmentally there were some anomalies, you know, and and, you know, my hat's off to those who can gracefully wade through those waters. That can't be an easy – I'm not saying it's an easy space that she's in, wanting to be an athlete. But but in the grand scheme of things, if who's going to continue on a, a road of complete frustration knowing that their greatest day will always be darkened by, you know, by the next best competitor who has, again, that advantage that cannot be changed? And um, so I – you know, I thought about this. I prayed about this. I thought, how could we remedy this? Because I still want those people to get the human growth experience through sporting and recreation. Sure. And we need that. We need that. People need to be experiencing creation and the creator. And part of that is so strongly felt through sport. But I know one example that I could think of is when we would compete and say have U.S. nationals for cross-country skiing, other nations were allowed to compete but they were never allowed to actually win the race, pull out, win the race. So when it came down to the national championship, it was stripped down to just the Americans. But the race winner, though not awarded as such, may have been a Canadian or a you know someone from Sweden or whatever the, the case was. Right. There was always a, a melting pot of athletic talent, which you know it, it definitely pushed the level of the competition up because. Yeah, more talent in the pot. But at the end of the day, there was some objective criteria that was upheld, and that was you're here competing in the U.S. for a U.S. national championship. Well, and we're going to have to get tricks like that. Yeah, no, I agree. And there's a YouTube video out from a a high school girl in Connecticut who uh, was talking about two males now competing against the females. And she said every time we'd line up for a race, and they were in it, we were competing for third. I mean, there was no thought yeah. that 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 one of the girls would be able to win, and they were right, right? The two guys came in first and second in every race. And she said, you know, that cost me a spot in the state, you know, the state competition. It could cost scholarships. I mean, it really has a ripple effect on girls going to college and, and really participating at the collegiate level. Oh, yeah, I would be on the screaming end of that that ordeal for sure. This is not okay. 
And for someone to just read the results list, a recruiter, you know, halfway across the nation or something, reading results list, the transgender athlete then is going by, you know, Mary Thomas or whatever the mm-hmm. name is, you know, and it does not stick out what the what the issue at hand is. It does not clarify who is who and what is what. And it's it's such a disservice to our girls who we have a hard enough time keeping in sports, let's be honest. How many girls, if they had been more involved in sport and given more opportunity through sport would be, you know, how how fewer, say, teen pregnancies or, mm-hmm. you know, drug addiction or whatever it is. Sport is a remedy out of that. But if sport is going to be topped by this minuscule percentage of people who are going to insist on competing in in a category that, you know, that we can't match as females, then we're going to have a, there's going to be a landslide of issues. We're just literally at the tip of this iceberg. And well, and yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't feel like we're, you know, we're, we're slowing down either. I mean, I would think, you know, from your, from your experience in terms of, you know, creating leadership and self-esteem, I mean, all those things that, you know, money can't buy, but competing in sports can really, bolster someone's, you know, uh, thought of themselves and their confidence level. Amen. And amen again. Absolutely. We see women who have been involved in the formation, just the whole formative experience of sport and competition, going on to do really incredible things. And and even the balance we see between uh, student athletes. I know for myself, when I became a parent athlete, I had such a... a really great balance in my life. It wasn't all just sport. That wasn't my whole identity. I wasn't crushed if I lost a race. I could come home and still love and hug, you know, and hold on to my husband and my son as we were competing the world over for years and years. And, you know, that brought great balance to me. We see that same balance played out in the student athlete. And so if we're going to have girls just dropping sport on account of, uh, you know, unfair play, we're going to the ramifications are going to go deeper than we want to admit really well and there's a bill trying to go through congress hr 5 the equality act that many say that if it passes it it will kill women's sports because it'll basically you were talking about it being the tip of the iceberg this will just open the floodgates and there's nothing anybody can do about it and if you do say something you're you're called a bigot or a hater yeah i i would love to see just a, a rising up uh, you know what does it take for evil to to take hold? It's, you know the good man does nothing. Well, we're in that position right now. We need to, as female athletes, be unafraid to have a voice in this. Now, <laughs> one position that uh, you know we can consider is that a lot who otherwise might say something are being silent because they're afraid of losing their sponsorships, their funding dollars, whatever it is. Again, just repressed by their their situation, but that's not going to serve anybody at the end of this. You know, if we could even have the foresight to realize how bad and ugly this is going to get for women's sports, we would have the backbone to say something. I will certainly say something. I don't care what kind of persecution because you stand up for the truth. Wherever you find the truth being, you know, pressed down, you have to help the truth rise. And so whether that's spiritually or, in this case, a very physical application of that, it's still only right and fitting that we rise up and say something. And I would just love to see a huge huge voice for it somewhere, somehow. Um, 
Well, and you mentioned yeah, truth. I, I mean, right? Love rejoices in the truth. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. So when we deny the truth, we're really denying Christ. We are. And we will be judge on, judged on cowardice if we don't do what's right for, you know, for women in sports. It's a very worthy cause. Sports, you know, what women have been given through sport as roles and, you know, as the, and its role in their life. It's really priceless, and so we can decide that that's worth that's worth saving, that's worth holding on to, and investing in for our future, or we can just say, hey, you know what? We've got this little side agenda that has a strong, really loud voice, um, and we either, you know, we're going to either yield to it or not. But it would be a tragic day. Certainly, would be hard for me. I have, I just had my second daughter, um, out of our six children, and. I cannot imagine trying to uh, fashion her life in such a way that she'll be attracted to sports and want their great benefit, but knowing full well she will always have to compete against, you know, athletes that she will not not be able to beat even on her best days, and that that would be hard. That's very dream crushing. And yeah, I, I mean, as, at some point you have, you have no hope of winning. I mean, you know, it was interesting. You were talking about other athletes speaking up. You know, just not too long ago, Martina Navratilova spoke up, got hammered, and then backed down. And it, you know what? Was afraid the pressure crushed her. And that's, I think that's the part you're trying to talk about. Look, you can't worry about that stuff. That the right is right, and it's always right. You can't. And if she would have kept her spine intact and said what she said and meant what she said, how many others might have had the spine to join her? You know. But if you get wishy-washy and you're going to flip-flop on your position because of pressure. It doesn't serve it doesn't serve the cause really. I mean, I'm glad she said something initially. Initially, but that we need we need black and white truth in this, and we just need objective criteria. Pure, purely need that. Uh, I, I don't know if they need to make a third class of people who want to compete against one another, but they cannot be just lumped on, lumped in with women. No, because and, they're not. Uh, <laughs> I mean, no matter, not. no matter how you cut it, you either have an XX or an XY chromosome. There is th- those things don't change, and you are what you are. Now, if you're not happy with who you are and you want to compete, at you know, compete. I, I agree with you, right? Let people compete, but only the women can actually win first, second, and third, or whatever the you know the order ends up being. Yeah, and I just would love to see it just absolutely black and white. Let's be honest. I mean, I just threw out there that they could have their own category, but. You know what? Yeah, no, I agree. If you've got the physical markers of, you know, A set over here or B set over there, you're in one race or the other, period. Um, Yeah, so it's a long rabbit trail to really go in and investigate that about each of those kind of specifically unique cases. But for the justice of all, let's get it figured out. You know, they've, they've put sport in this position by making these convoluted choices. Lord have mercy. Um, I love those individuals, but they're making it very difficult for what is otherwise a not difficult <laughs> situation. And uh, I just, I think our organizations really need to, whatever, if they need to pull their members or what, this is not something that it's like the majority are accepting or that we're voting on or we're saying yes to. It's being ramrodded down the throat of female competitors and um, events and things. So, you know, who's going to speak up and who's going to really get the mo- the momentum going? I don't know, but we better build some traction now because we <laughs> we got an uphill battle. 
for yeah, sure. we spend we spend too much time being quiet, and I agree with you, right? It's going to take people with a spine, and then, you know the other thing is every woman's record will disappear, right? At some point, so Florence Griffith Joyner and you know all the great athletes' names will disappear because it, you know guys will be taking those places. I'm sick to my stomach just thinking about it. To be honest, I mean those women through blood, sweat, tears, and every other thing, really put themselves out there and rose to the top of their sport and left an indelible mark on on the mission of sport, the accomplishment of sport, the record of sport, and to have that overturned by what is still such a minuscule amount of competitors. And it will remain that way. Just look at society over Mm-hmm. And those couple individuals who will be able to smash and trash records all over the place. It's, I'm sorry, I can only think of the word twisted. <laughs> well, it's, che- it's cheating. I mean, and, and at some point, yeah. you know, if, if you cheat, how good do you feel about really winning, right? I mean, any normal person would be like, yeah, there's just no satisfaction knowing that you know, I was able to play with two hands and somebody had a hand tied behind their back or whatever. It just, there's no gratification in winning when you know you have an unfair competitive advantage. That's right. And, you know, we have we have other voices speaking into this issue and saying, well, people are only making a sink like in Connecticut because those first the first place and second place intersex athletes or transgender athletes, I think in that case, you know, they're only making a stink because they got first and second. I mean, if they'd gotten 33rd and 54th or something, nobody would care. Yeah, we do care. We do care because, I mean, there's the locker room afterward. There's the bathroom on the side of the event. I mean, it's like it's so – this is this issue is huge. It really is huge. We have the encroachment upon what is a woman's space and – Where's all the women's voices who protect women on all kinds of <laughs> on all kind of other issues, but yeah, in terms of equal pay and all this other thing that we constantly hear about, which hey, more power to you, but why where why do they shrink away when when this is the issue because like you said, I mean, you have two daughters. I have two daughters. I mean, I can't imagine going on a, a you know, on a way road trip and my daughter having a room with a guy or sharing a locker room or bathrooms. I mean, you kind of touched on it, but that that on top of everything else, those are other issues people can't ignore. Yeah. It's man. <laughs> it's the way of any it's the way of anything, right? It it creeps in and there's some amount of subtlety to it that is just um that's totally disconcerting too. Because it is it is a lie, it is a cheat, it is something we know to be false and what we are to fight against. And so uh, that's what rises up my, you know, my spirit against it, and and at the same time wanting a solution for these athletes. Um, I have a, a quote here actually from uh, something, but it was oh, did I scroll around and miss it? <laughs> Anyways, it was it was something like, you know, if we make this even harder uh, for these trans athletes, they're going to be less inclined to, you know, make their make their sex change or whatever. And I was going, wait, no, so we have to have this ruling approved and this all good because then it won't discourage anyone from, you know, getting uh, having their sex changed. And I thought, really, is that the pressure we're going to apply? I, 
just yeah. I mean, it's almost really it's, it's almost silly. Ludicrous. And then we're dealing with false compassion. You know, if you were talking right. about truth earlier, if we're not going to share the truth with people, and we've done we do talks here in Denver on on the transgender movement, and for people who have transitioned and then detransition back, almost to a person, they say, "I wish somebody would have told me." What I was doing was wrong. I don't know that I would have listened, but I wish somebody would have had the courage to speak the truth, which is kind of what you're saying. Yeah, for sure. I did find a quote. It's, it's talking about this gentleman named Lou, but it, it says that uh, a protracted and often traumatic transitionary process, securing the necessary medical and physiological documentation, would deter male athletes from transitioning and gaming the system. It's... <laughs> And that goes on to say it would be inspiring for trans children to see transgendered athletes completely monopolize women's sports. <laughs> Why would we not stop this momentum in its tracks? Yeah. Why would we let it gain a foothold? And here I, we go. I, I don't get it. Uh, you don't get it. I mean, that's why I think we all need to speak up, and that's why I really appreciate you coming on um, to speak about it because it has to come from a woman's perspective. Um, I mean, not like we can't have a perspective, but you've competed at the highest level, and you can just see the, the, the train wreck that's about to happen if, if we don't stop something now. So we got about a minute to go. Uh, I appreciate what you've done. How can people follow what you're doing and, and really, you know, follow you on the web, and how can people get a hold of you? Yeah, well, my closing comment to all of this would just be that I've yeah. competed against a lot of men, but it's always been optional. That's me choosing to compete <laughs> in their arena um, because there are many a days when a woman in some circumstances can compete against a man, and it's a great gratifying feeling, but that's, that is my choice. Right. That is a completely You're not forced. Different thing. Yeah. Yeah. So if, if people want to follow more of what I do, certainly fitcatholicmom.com on social media at fitcatholicmom. And yeah, I'm just my whole mission is to get Catholic moms to be able to sculpt their health and their happiness and their holiness and really crush it in their motherly vocation. We need strong Catholic families. I believe with my whole heart that the, that begins with the mother and her own ability to gift herself to her family and to her community um, through what she has herself. So health and holiness for the Catholic mom. Well, I, I thank you, uh, Rebecca, so much for, for being willing to come on and to speak about this. And, uh, you know, it's just great to have somebody who's living it speak it and really speak the truth because we do have way too many people just hiding behind the shadows, afraid afraid of what might happen if they do speak the truth. Rebecca Dusso, 2006 Winter Olympian, talking about the dangers of transgender women competing against true females. If you want to find out more about Rebecca, go to Rebecca Dusso, D-U-S-S-A-U-L-T dot com. To book a speaker, contact Catholic Speakers Organization at catholicspeakers.com.